Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. Today is Family Forum Friday on the show, so we'll be addressing questions we've gotten from families like yours. These are always great episodes because they're so practical and relevant to right where so many of us are today. And today's questions are all centered around giving our kids an understanding of and a competence in studying. How do we give them the skills they'll need to keep learning and growing at all phases of their education and honestly, for the rest of their lives? And our guest today is the perfect guy to give us insight into those questions. Mark Pruitt, also known as Captain College, is the Associate Director of Admissions for Harding University and has been on a college campus for over 20 years. Mark developed a study strategy that helped him earn a 95% or higher in every college class. Being super successful in school doesn't have to be hard. So let Mark, who wrote a book called Making the Grade, help you become a student of excellence so you can master the material quickly and effectively. Have a lot of fun and enjoy the best years of your life. You are going to learn so much from Mark today, and I can't wait to get started. So stay tuned. Mark and I will be right back after this short break. Mark, I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Leslie. It's my honor to be here with you today. Well, it is always good to get to talk to you. I, for whatever reason, and I think I know the reason, but every time I think of you, I think of you walking around with a, a graduation <laughs> cap on at our event. So that's that's the picture that's always in my mind of Mark Pruitt. Well, you know, it's kind of a silly illustration, but that is what my goal is to help students earn one of those graduation caps as well. And and if you've seen my book, that's kind of my brand is the graduation cap. And and I came up with something after that, that, well, that's kind of like my superhero costume. And I change into uh, Captain College. And my goal simply is to help students be super students of excellence, uh, no matter what their subject they're studying, no matter where they are. And that's just my goal is to help students. Because I don't know if you're aware of this, but even at the college level, they don't really teach these skills. I mean, I went through junior high, high school, no one ever broached the subject at all. We kind of was, you know, on our own to figure out what worked and what didn't work. And I found myself all through high school, especially my junior and senior year, kind of staying up late the night before any exam. And I would cram everything in. I think that's all we knew. And so I'd cram and stay up super late and go in the next day, take a test or turn in my project, whatever it was. And and a lot of times I did fairly well, but the problem is I never learned the material. I, yeah. we, we, we know what it takes. We learn what it takes to get the A on the test or an A in a class. But deep down, I knew that I didn't truly understand the material. And so when I went off to college, that's the same study strategy I brought from high school. It was just stay up late the night before, cram everything in, and take the test the next day and like I said, a lot of times I would get an A on that test the next day, but if you were to give me the exact same test just one week later, the exact same test, 
I'd have to do all that cramming in all over again because I never truly learned the material the first time. And that's kind of how I got started in this because a couple of years, I was almost actually I was well into my college years. I, I was I went to school here at Harding and, and that's where I've been the last 22 years working. But I was in a class called International Relations and I tell this story quite a bit, but I was in this class and I to kind of I don't want to go into the whole thing, but when the semester final was over, Leslie, I missed an A in that class by one stinking point. And I was so frustrated. And I knew, you know, there wasn't the professor's fault. It was my own fault. I'm the one that did the assignments, took the quizzes, took the exams. But I was just so frustrated. Uh, And I realized that a B versus an A is not the end of the world by any means. But being that close, I was extremely angry and frustrated. I went home over Christmas break and, you know, fuming and I came back and I said, you know, Harding is not going to put another B on my transcript. And I just came back and I said, all right, Harding, you're going to pay. And so when I came back that spring semester, Leslie, I I started doing something differently. I thought, okay, instead of waiting to the last minute, which I've always done, I'm going to get started a little sooner. And I wanted to make sure I went to class as as often as I could. I, I, instead of just try, just taking little notes, I thought, well, I'm going to take better notes. I'm going to start paying attention a little bit better than I had in the past. And and I, like I said, I started changing the way I use my time. And that's the big thing. And when I came back, I, I just started trying this little little bit of this, a little bit of that. I got a little system going. And that spring semester, Leslie, I my first test, I got a, a, an A on that test. And I came to my second test, I got another A. And I just tried my little system and it seemed to be working. And when I got to my third test, I was saying, bring it on, buddy. I'm going to blow <laughs> this baby out of the water. And I did. I ended up making a 95% or higher in all my college classes that semester. I even made 107% in my business law class. Wow. Think about that for a second. But it's not like I got super smart. I just, the only thing that really changed was how I used my time. Interesting. And a few things, obviously, that kind of helped. But my little system that I developed, Worked like crazy. I mean, it worked great. And I, 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 in fact, I love taking tests because I was super prepared, more prepared than I'd ever been before. And so my little system, I called the four study steps. It was just four little steps that I did every day and it made a world of difference. I, I was taking 17 credit hours. I was, I was in the jazz combo here on campus. I was an officer in my social club. I was heavily involved. So it wasn't like I studied all the time, but I finally learned how to do it. And and you don't have to be super smart, but you do have to change your time just a little bit differently. And I'm telling you, it made all the difference. So now I was on this kick. I said, well, they don't, nobody teaches this stuff. So I thought, well, maybe I'll write a book. You know, everybody says, well, you need to write a book. So I did. And it took a little while, but because I want students to realize there is hope. Yeah. There is some ways to change and to make things better for you and easier. Not, not that learning is easy, but it doesn't have to be super hard. And what what I love about my little system, and, I, and it's not the only one. I realize you can research this. And there are all kinds of study skills, helps out there. But what I like about mine is, number one, it's easy to follow. You don't have to be super smart. But what it does is it gives you structure. So when you sit down to study, whatever subject you're in, it's not like, oh, man, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so my little system kind of gives students structure and it tells them exactly what to do next and next. And and it's just four simple steps that I did every day. Now, it does take discipline to do it. And we got to emphasize that. But anyway, when I did it, it just opened up my world to learning. 
I loved it. And now I've got lots of people who have helped it. I've had a lot of parents, by the way, say, where were you when I was in college? I know. I, you know, I wish <laughs> this stuff was available. I'd tell them, I wish it was too, because we all had to learn the hard way. And I just don't want students to have to go through the same learning curve that the rest of us had to go through. Yeah, we actually got your system for our kids mm -hmm. and they have benefited greatly for it. In fact, I've had the three that have gone to college so far have all told me that they felt like they were so far ahead of the curve because they knew you know, how to think, how to study. They And some of that is just homeschooling and the way that they learned, which right. really, really positioned them well. But right. they also had a leg up in that they had learned or I, we had tried to help them learn anyway. Sometimes some of them are more hard headed than others. I'll just be honest. <laughs> but but once they wake up and they realize this is this is actually going to help me. It's like so many other things in our lives. There's such a little shift between doing it the really, really hard way and doing it a much better way. It's just a little bit of a reorientation. And I think that that's what's so helpful about the way that you approach this is it's a reorientation of kind of how you're looking at it and you're putting some structure in that you hadn't before. So it gives more control to the kids over right. what they're doing. And it, I just have found that it's a really great resource in that way. So I, I do want to kind of to before you actually lay out kind of what this looks like, what what are some ways that actually understanding study skills can help our kids, but in high school, college, beyond, you know, what are, obviously they save time, they save a little bit of stress, but what other ways is this really helpful for them? Well, I'll tell you, I've been on a college campus now for over 22 years and I work in admissions. I'm not a professor, but I work in admissions. And so what I, from my vantage point, I see a ton of students come in, a lot of smart students, a lot of bright students, and they, and they come in with academic scholarships, which most high school students, no matter where they go to school, they're probably going to get an academic scholarship of some point. Well, here's the kicker. To keep getting that academic scholarship year after year, most schools require a 3.0 cumulative grade point average. And that's a B average. And I know a lot of students think, oh, come on. A B average. That's so easy. Like right now, I'm, I'm in high school. I'm homeschool student. I get, I'm, I'm in a 4.39. You know, I'm, I, the grades are no problem. I can do this. And so a lot of students really think that this is not that big of a deal. Well, unfortunately, year after year after year, I get a list of students, just the freshman class, honestly, of students who can't keep a 3.0 after one year. And it is staggering. Bright students all over the country coming in with massive scholarships, high GPAs, high test scores on the CLT, ACT, SAT, and they can't keep a 3.0. And then we're talking to the tune of, you know, nearly a million dollars worth wow. of scholarships lost. And, and it's real. I mean, everybody says, well, that's not going to happen to me. I know what I'm doing, mom and dad. I can do this. And I'm telling you, college is much different than the high school level or homeschool programs that they've gone through. Now, homeschool students generally do very well because they're, they have, they are self-starters and that, that really helps. However, there are several homeschool students, even with the, the self-starting and the discipline that they've grown up with and whether it be classical conversations or, or whatever their program, when they get to the college level, it is so different. And there are many, many families 
who lose the academic scholarship. And the thing is, it doesn't do anybody any good to go to college one year and then yeah. have to, to go to go home. We don't we want students to stay all four years and graduate and wear one of those cool graduation caps, you know, and, and make a difference in this world. So it's a big deal, especially financially. I mean, because you could be saving yourself. We're talking thousands of dollars lost per family simply because they it's hard to keep a 3.0. And not just that, it's just the the confidence of of learning correctly and not just getting by, you know, not just, oh, I know what it took to get that A. I got that A, but I, I deep down, I know I don't truly know the material. This is this is giving students freedom, gives them confidence and courage to tackle any subject matter. And it's just it's just a boost to their whole psyche, to their because, you know, college is an amazing opportunity and you only really get to do it one time. And I wanted to be as powerful and productive and fun and energizing as possible. And so that's that's my whole goal. So it's not just the grades, but it is the financial aspect and just the whole confidence building success orientation that they can they can do it and they can do it well. Yeah. And honestly, that that financial consideration is one that I would imagine most of us don't think of as we're looking at study skills like they that it makes so much sense. But I don't know that I had ever actually connected the dots on that, though. I I should have. Shame on me. But I, I so appreciate your tying that together, because I think that that's such a good a good thing to recognize as another reason why this is such a big deal. Plus, you know, I can tell you from my own kids' standpoints, when they study well, the stress level on them in their classes is very different than when they don't study well. And Agreed. that yep. that's a really big, impactful thing as well. Yeah. And it's just it's overall, not just the classrooms, it's how they see themselves, how they yep. how their relationships develop. It it all it, your whole system works together. It's not just one component. I mean you get discouraged, you get scared, you get stressed, overwhelmed. It affects every aspect of your life. And so that's what I'm trying to help students alleviate and to succeed so it can give them the confidence and the courage to have a super successful college experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I want you to kind of transfer into teacher here and and teach us some of these techniques or at least expose uh, us to some of these techniques so that we know what we need to be kind of passing on to our kids and and that kind of thing. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. The award-winning CSB Explorer Bible for Kids helps kids place God's Word in the middle of God's world. Within its engaging, full-color pages, kids will interact with the people, places, and things of the Bible and God's creation. Fascinating images, illustrations, timelines, and study helps show archaeological evidence, introduce key characters, explain new concepts, and help kids experience the wonder and truth of the Bible. QR codes placed throughout the Bible bring educational videos, discussion questions, and activity pages to life, helping kids apply key truths of the Bible to real-world experiences. Go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible to get your copy now. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net forward slash explorer Bible. Sure, Leslie, the biggest thing it seems like when I go to speak at your events, the most popular 
class that I have is the one on note-taking. And a lot of my professor friends tell me that this this group of students, this generation, they don't take notes. They don't read their textbooks and they don't take notes. And I just want to tell you, first of all, tell your audience, if you're not taking notes at the college level, you're killing yourself because you're probably paying good money to go to school somewhere. It's at a different level. And, and here's the thing. Your professors know exactly what you need to know at the next level, whether it be grad school or professional school or whatever your future goal is. There's a reason for this class. Even if you think, well, this class is not part of my major. I don't know why I'm in here. I don't know what's going on. I'm just just sitting here passing time. No, you're, there's a reason for this class. And your professors know exactly what you need to know to be successful at that next level. And that information usually is coming super fast. Now, you don't have time to write everything down, but I will say this. And this is, if you can do this little thing here, uh, I think you'll find that it'll make a huge difference in your note-taking ability. And, and just number one, I promote writing with pen and paper as opposed to laptops. And it, just for a side note here, I remember I was speaking at one of your events in Texas and a gentleman in the audience came up to me afterward and he said, I want to tell you something. I am a law professor at one of the law schools in Houston and... I don't allow any laptops in my classes. He said, uh, a lot of the research you were talking about, Mark, was my own research about how laptops and note-taking by hand and the differences. He says, I'm a huge proponent of writing notes by hand, the old school way, because laptops are a huge distraction. They have their place, but he said, by and large, I I never allow them in my classroom, and by and large, they're not as effective as writing notes by hand. And so that was you know, it made me feel good because that's the same thing I was promoting. And so one thing that I can encourage students to do is is the more you are writing your notes, and I would just say the best rule of thumb I could think of is just to write down as much as you can. Even if you think, I don't know if this is super important or not, write it down because it could be. And the more that you are writing down, the more your brain is listening to the professor, the more your brain is focused on the flow of discussion. So my best rule is just write as much as you can. Now, here's the thing. When class is over, go back and rewrite those notes. I know that's a huge time commitment and you think, well, I don't have time to do this. Well, here's the neat thing. By By the fact you're taking notes to begin with, that's huge. But when you rewrite your notes, and, and by the way, when you rewrite, you can you can take out the fluff. You can say, well, that wasn't important. And you can you can eliminate that. But the neat thing is when you rewrite your notes, it more than doubles the impact in your brain and you will recall it more effectively. It'll stay in your brain a lot longer. And it, it, it your level of learning just really shoots up when you take the time to rewrite those notes. So number one, write as much as you can. And then after class, soon after class, take the time and rewrite those because, and, and, and if you're like me, when you're writing notes quickly, my handwriting is atrocious. I can't even, it's hard to reread my handwriting and everything's all over the place. I've got circles, I got arrows, I got all this stuff and that's fine. But when you rewrite it, you have the time to make, make them a little neater. You can rewrite, you can read your handwriting. You can, you can add a few notes that maybe you missed uh, the first time around, but it really locks that information into your brain so much more effectively than just writing it the one time. And here's a neat, the one thing you really got to realize, the studying takes place from here on, right? Yeah. So you're, you're going to class, you're taking the notes, and that study 
time is from here on. And you're going to go over those notes multiple times. So it's good to rewrite them just so you can follow your train of thought. You can make sure you knew what that professor was trying to say, because whatever you glean from today's class is going to build on the next class and then the next class. It's a progression. And if you don't take notes and you're not or if you miss class for some reason, or you don't have a full, uh, a full set of notes for this class period, you're going to have an incomplete picture the next period. And so it all builds on each other. So it's very important to take notes as effectively as you can. And, and professors, by the way, will, will notice that. They'll know that you are a student who's trying to, to learn as much as you can. And if you have any questions, they'll probably be super available and, and be willing to help and add some things or explain some things that you may not be fully aware of or confused about. But note-taking is so powerful and so productive and so necessary, especially at the college level. Yeah, that's fascinating. The other thing I was thinking as you were talking about rewriting your notes is how much easier it is to decipher your shorthand when you do it shortly that, after, yep. you, right. <laughs> after you write the notes. Because, you know, I, I know when I'm I'm writing, which I was born in an era that we didn't have computers, so I write everything even today. Yep. There are a lot of times when I'll get away, I'm like, huh, wonder what that was supposed to be. <laughs> yes, but it'll more than double the impact. I know it takes time and discipline, but it will more than double the impact and it'll make learning so much quicker. And that's the yep. thing. You don't have a lot of time. So I'm trying to save you time because you don't have much of it. And so even though this seems like it takes a lot of extra time, I'm telling you, it will save you lots of time in the future. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I think that for a lot of us, we're afraid of computers. A, a lot of the older parents, anyway, the, right. those of us who are who have the high school and beyond, because it wasn't our experience. And so we don't know exactly how to fight it, like wh where we draw those lines. I told my kids all the way through about handwriting notes and if they, you know, they push back, they push back, they push back. But I also found that having them, you know, taking notes in church, doing things outside right. of what they considered academic really helped instill that habit in them too and make them a lot more comfortable with writing things, you know, in longhand because that's that's kind of foreign to kids these days. Right. And and that's a you bring up two good points. Number one, handwriting notes, I know it takes effort, but here's the thing, learning takes effort. Easier yep. is not necessarily better. And that's the thing. You're trying to get that information into your your subconscious brain as quickly as possible. And the handwritten notes do that so much more effectively than typing with a laptop. But here's another thing you mentioned that kind of, you said uh, taking notes in church. And here's the thing, people aren't going to become great note takers overnight. It takes right. practice, just like everything else. It takes practice. It takes effort. And so I encourage a lot of students, hey, what a great opportunity when you're in church take notes of the sermon or the Bible class. I mean, this is God's word. This this is what we need to be learning. And so what a great opportunity to refine our skills somewhat. Or if you're watching a TED Talk, or if you've got some videos some, that, you, that students are watching, hey, get out your notebook and, and try to maybe take some notes on that. Again, it takes practice. Students do not become great note takers overnight, but the more you do it, the better and easier, the better you'll get and the easier it obviously becomes. Yep, absolutely. Could not agree more. So so note-taking is our first kind of point in the, yep. the structure that you're building. Where do you go from there? Okay, so note-taking is obviously the backbone of, of your success in any class. But then it goes, how, okay, right to the next step would be to go over those notes, all right? They're fresh in your mind. Right after class, 
is the key time. And I know people smarter than me who've studied how the brain actually works and retains knowledge is the there's a window of recovery is what I call it. It's the first three hours after you learn a new piece of information. That is the key time to go over that information and, and, and study and master that concept to, to, to log it into your long-term memory as effectively as possible. And so what students at the college level, when they're in college, they say, oh, class is out. Let's go play, right? Let's go play video <laughs> games. Let's go take a nap. Let's go get coffee. Let's go do everything that college has to offer except study. But you're going to realize that on a college campus, all the fun stuff doesn't really happen until the evening hour, 7 p.m. or later. So what I'm trying to get students to do is say, hey, you've got these two or three hours at right after class. Most students don't. They're, they're going to go play or sleep. You can use this time to your advantage because it will never be fresher than right after class. It will never be easier to master those concepts than right after class. And I'm not trying to keep people from having fun. I want them to have the most fun. But if they will just use this time right here to go over the notes from class, the easier it's going to be, the faster they're going to learn it. Because if the longer you wait past that three-hour window of recovery, the more effort it's going to take, the harder it's going to be, the more effort and all that it's going to be to get to the same level of understanding. Why make it harder for yourself? Just use that time, go over those notes quickly, soon after class, and it doesn't take very long at all because, you, like I say, you just got out. You, you can, it's just fresh in your brain. It is super easy, super quick. And then you can go to the fun stuff that evening, guilt-free, truly enjoy your campus life and what all college has to offer. But the big thing is that time right after class, when most students are not going to use it wisely, you can use it not just wisely, but strategically. Yeah, that's so good because our natural response to getting out is to to give our brains a break, to go That's lay right. down, to yep. just fill out, to whatever. And yet the the, the strategic benefit of, of spending that time to review, like you were noting, is huge. And I think most of us just wouldn't even think about it. So excellent, excellent point. So the kids, and all of us really, as we're learning things, take good notes, go over those notes, manage our time, make sure we're making the best use of that time and reinforcing what we've learned while it's fresh. Then what? Well, then, honestly, you do your reading. Reading is the bulk of your time. It, and, and if you're a slower reader like myself, it's going to take extra time. But there's a ton of reading in college, and you have to read it. It's just there's no, there's no way around it. It's not going to be your favorite novel. This is boring stuff. It's technical stuff. It's hard to get through. And I have, you know, being a slower reader, it took, it took me a while to get through this one, but I was able to develop some techniques and tips to kind of get through your reading a bit quicker and more effectively, but the bulk of your time is going to be reading. And But you don't want to wait for the notes. That's why you, you do your notes after class, then you do your reading, and here you're going to take several hours. And then after that, you're going to get to your homework assignments if you have them, which you probably will, or you're going to work on some projects, which every college class seems to have something big later on. But that's the structure I used, and it made a world of difference in my whole attitude and my success in school. And I know, Leslie, I know we're running out of time, and I just want to encourage students, it doesn't have to be hard, but it does have to be done. And if you'll just use your time just a little bit differently, I'm confident you can really make a huge difference in your semester. And here's the thing, even if you're not going to college, this is not just for college, even if you go to military or to trade school, guess what? There are still going to be classes you're going to need to take right. and manuals you're, you're going to need to learn. Why not put yourself in a position to be the best at what you can be in this material transcends all levels of learning. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us about your curriculum, about making the grade, because I know if I was listening in and I had not been exposed to this already, I'd be like, okay, tell me more. How do I go deeper with this? Because I think you've you've opened our eyes to a lot of the things that we wouldn't have thought of that can be so impactful for our kids. I know that there are parents out there that are definitely going to want to know more. Great. Yes. It's called Making the Grade. Uh, that's the the name of the book. And then it turned into a 10-day course, Leslie. The book is great by itself, but the neat thing about the course is there are, I don't know, 35 plus videos that that uh, go with it and really expand on what the book's about. In fact, there are several bonus videos that cover material that's not necessarily in the book to that degree regarding how your brain works and goals and even writing papers. Those some of those videos are, are bonus videos, um, but it's just a 10-day course at roughly an hour a day. 10 days at roughly an hour a day that can change their academic future forever. And it's called Making the Grade. And so if the, my website is fourstudysteps.com. It's the number four, not spelled out, but the number four, studysteps.com. And that's the that was my little system that changed everything for me, the four study steps. So if you go to fourstudysteps.com, you can find all my products there, all my resources. The big one though, the main one, the, the best seller thing is the is the 10 day course. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's 10 days at roughly an hour a day. In fact, Leslie, I'm giving a $30 discount because normally it's $179 for a lifetime subscription. But I give your listeners $30 off if they will use the promo code TTD23. So it stands for Teach Them Diligently 23, and it's all caps. So TTD23 in the promo code, it'll save them $30. And that expires October 15th. So they got roughly a month to look into it. And I could, uh, my contact information's on there. If they have any questions about the course or, or any of the material, I'll be happy to help them because that's my whole goal is to help make learning easier and more yeah. effective for your listeners and for all those students. Yeah. And you do such a good job of it. So thank you so much for joining us today, Mark. And thank you for this discount. Yeah. We'll be sure that we put that in the show notes so that if they didn't write it down as we were going or whatever. They're able to easily find it there. So again, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Leslie, thank you very much. And I wish you and your family the best. Well, thank you to everyone else. Thank you for joining us today. I am absolutely confident that you have learned quite a bit today that I think will probably help you in your own personal life as you are studying, as you are listening and engaging with the things that you're learning, but then also especially as you're passing this on and giving your kids good study skills, a great foundation to grow academically and to succeed, to succeed, excuse me, in any endeavor that they have in the future. So make sure that you go to fourstudysteps.com And use discount code TTD23 for that $30 off discount. I can tell you as someone whose kids have used it, this system is really, really helpful. And it's it's one of those things that as you're reading it, you're like, well, yeah, that makes so much sense, but we don't come up with it on our own. So I really appreciate Mark taking the time to to put this in writing, put this in video form, teach this, which he is so very, very good at doing. So go to fourstudysteps.com to check that out. Use discount code TTD23 to save that $30. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day. You know, we talk all the time about how 
Your home is your Jerusalem. It's ground zero in the Great Commission and your work for the kingdom as a believer. And the way that you're equipping your kids to do whatever God calls them for in the days ahead is part of your mission. And equipping them to study, equipping them to succeed at the next stage of their education is so very important. So check this out. Start helping them do all of these practical things. I think that you'll be amazed at the change that it brings to them. So have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm -hmm.